Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. I am your host, Presley Davis, and with me I have Nolan Phillips and Joey Gonzalez. This past weekend, Texas State had a successful weekend, and we can't wait to tell you all about it. But first, here's a quick live read from our ad. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. And now it is time for our weekend reflections. Hey, man, did you catch the game this weekend? No, I was busy. No problem. We got you covered with this weekend reflection. This past weekend, track was at the Michael, jo- Michael Johnson Inventational. Cedric, Cedric Wynn and Dominic Yancey each posted top three school marks, and Will Blazer cleared 18 meters in the shot put for a Sunbelt season best. E- Texas State totaled seven PRs, six top five finishes, and Sunbelt season best on the final day of the meet. So track is having a really good season. They've been having a lot of PRs. Alyssa Wilson, I mean, every time we talk about track, you have to talk about her. She's just she's just had an incredible season, and I think that she's really someone that you got to keep your eye on. Nolan? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the track team, they all it's almost like a family because I'm friends with a couple of them, and they all like to hang out. They all like to try to outbest one another in friendly competitive competition, I guess you could say. But another sport, the Sunbelt Conference Golf Championship is underway. Evan White is tied for fourth after day one. That was yesterday, so day two is today. And Texas State, as a school, is ranked 11th out of 12th. They're 36 over par as a team. So a little bit unfortunate there, second to last, but, you know, We'll blame it on the weather. Blame it on, uh, blame <laughs> yeah. it on the clubs. Maybe the wind has been uh, picking up down there. Well, golf's a golf's a long game, and you always have time to recover. I mean, there's 18 holes for a reason, and anything can happen at any moment. So, let's hope let's hope the best for the golf team in the Sunbelt Conference tournament. And speaking of the Sunbelt Conference tournament, we look over at the women's tennis team who had the upset victory over the number eight seed App State on Thursday afternoon with the final score four to two in Peach. Peachtree City, Georgia, and then on Friday afternoon, Texas State Tennis took on South Alabama, and they lost 4 nothing. so the end of their season came, but got to be impressive with the way they were able to get the upset. Yes, congratulations to the tennis team on a good season, and we can't wait to see y'all back in action next year, but also big congratulations to the ladies over at Texas State Softball with the sweep over Georgia Southern. At Georgia Southern, they had a great great weekend i mean it, they went they won the first game two to nothing won the second one five to one and then the final game 11 to one they run ruled them and i believe jessica mullins is one strikeout away from 200 so softball is on fire right now they're on a nine game win streak which is the longest win streak of the season and we are so excited to watch them play at home this weekend yeah they're definitely showing the shades of that they did last year and they've turned it up at the 
almost the perfect time near the nearing the end of the season and what a better way to do it the home record not as high as we'd like it to be at nine and seven but after that series away you come home after the sweep and you're looking at a troy team that's going to come to san marcus for that three-game series that's it's an easily winnable series obviously that you're riding a nine-game win streak the team is hot the bats are hot and the pitching has also been really refined in the past couple weeks yeah no you mentioned the point about the the home record they not the best home record that we want them to but they've they definitely picked it up and they're playing a good brand of softball at the right time of the year um and ricky woodard with the performance they had last year going making the appearance in the austin regional i mean this is a this is a team who could get back there if they stay focused if they stay hot nine game winning streak presley as you mentioned if this texas state team plays the way they've been playing i have a good hope that they could do good in the Sun Belt tournament yeah and I remember last week Nolan I think we were saying how their biggest thing was getting on base yeah and they <laughs> I guess they heard us and I guess they wanted to prove us wrong because I mean this week and they're on base as often as possible you know you had Hannah Earls and Sarah Vanderford very key players and getting on base and being at the plate so I mean they're doing what they need to and I mean you can't ask for anything more yeah and with essentially two series left before the Sunbelt Conference Championship, it almost seems like this whole semester is just blown away because we're already at the end. This is the last week of classes. Next week is the last week of finals, I guess you could say, or the last week of the semester. Yeah. And you're looking forward to it. The Troy series this weekend is the last home series for the softball team. And then they will head up to UTA in Arlington for that three-game series, and it's done. The season's done other than the conference championship. So, obviously, we talked about Troy a little bit, but a little flash forward. What do you guys think about the UTA series? Well, I mean, I think if this, if they play the way they've been playing, I think this Troy series is huge for this um, to end the season. You want to always go out on a winning note, especially with Senior Day coming up on Sunday at 12 p.m. If they can, if they can win the series, I think it's a huge momentum lifter going into that series. Yeah, and UTA also just lost to Troy, so I think this Troy series will really speak a lot for what UTA will look like. You know, UTA is 21-20 and 20 overall, so we have the upper leg here. And if we keep playing the way they've kept playing, I think that we'll be sitting pretty. Yeah, well, Troy at third in these Sunbelt standings, they're 13 and 8 in conference. So if you pick up the series win, you're above Troy and you put yourself in that third spot. And then UL or UTA, should I say, 11 and 10 in conference. And if you win that series, then you possibly have a bid for South Alabama at 12 and 4 at second. Louisiana is probably going to run away with it. They're 17 and 4, sitting pretty in the first spot. But if you're able to get that second seed and be able to play Coastal Carolina, possibly Georgia State. And then you start getting to that App State ULM region where the games might be a little bit tougher in the third or fourth spot. So two series wins might get you in second place. A series win against Troy will probably lock you into the third. One thing you got to notice is also the strength of the Sunbelt Conference and softball and baseball. I mean, I know we're yeah. going to talk about baseball in a minute. Uh, I was doing some research earlier in the week. The Sunbelt Conference is one of six conferences with six teams above 500. So it's a it's a powerful conference. And if Texas State can can just find a way to keep the wins rolling, I mean, this is a team who could make it into make it into the NCAA tournament and cost some issues yeah and this is a team that beginning of the season i know is kind of a hit or miss you know we are winning some losing some but they're picking it up at the perfect time and i mean we have a break they don't have a midweek game this week so there's a break between now and troy which i think is going to be very vital and just let the girls 
you know, rest, figure out what they need to do, things they need to change. I mean, every good weekend, there's always something you could do differently. You could always improve somewhere. So I think that's a good time for them to look back and see what they need to do and prepare for Troy. And it's going to be a crazy weekend over at the ballparks because you got baseball playing, you got softball playing at home. There'll be a lot of fans out, so very exciting weekend. Yeah, I think the main point is to just try to avoid ULM at all costs because <laughs> right now we are slated to play against App State in the championship, or the tournament, should I say, and in the regular season series against ULM. They obviously lost that one in 4-5, uh, 2-10, to 10, and then they picked up the series finale 4-1. to one. So pretty interesting uh and we're obviously going to pivot to baseball in a second which things have really gotten interesting oh yeah and i'm really excited for that one but before we get to baseball we're going to take a quick break and when we get back we will be telling you who our player spotlight is and hint it's a fan favorite <laughs> welcome back to bobcat radio on ktsw 89.9 and now we are going to head over to player spotlight so our player spotlight of the week is none other than Dalton Sheffield. You know, he's had a great season. It's been so fun watching him play. I look forward every game to just seeing what he's going to do. And now he has become the program's all-time leader in triples with 12 after hitting two of them against Little Rock over the weekend. So very successful weekend for him. Nolan, what was his record over the weekend? Uh, he went 9-12, and 12, and including that, did you You guys were able to check the uh, Saturday football score, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> what it looked like. It was just oh, as high as the... Yeah. We're talking yeah. about baseball? <laughs> just like the... Um, Wrong season. The Pittsburgh Steelers and Chicago Cubs. Yeah. The Pirates? <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, yeah. 21-0. Uh, to zero. But the Bobcats won that one 30-4, so they were able to get, uh, what is that, three touchdowns, <laughs> safety, and a field goal, and... Little Rock was able to pick up two safeties against the Bobcats and scored four. Scorigami. <laughs> Scorigami, there you go. Um, but, yeah, he went five for five in that game. And, I mean, everyone is just hitting the ball out oh of the park. Gosh. Faison, Thompson hit one to deep center. But Faison's was a no-doubter. That one was tracked at 464 feet. Lethridge uh, had three on the weekend. Yes, it's it's – Definitely, the pitching has taken a little step down just because they don't really have that Sunday guy as they'd really like to have. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you have Levi Wells and uh, Zeke Wood. Yeah. But still trying to lock down that Sunday guy. But regardless, the bats are just in fuego. Joey? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if you need a Sunday pitcher if your team is hitting <laughs> the ball that well. I mean, you look at I'm going to I'm looking at the Saturday stats right now. And when you have a guy who can go as Dalton Sheffield did go five for five. I mean, how often do you even get five at bats no, in a game seriously. and to go five for five? I mean, that is just hugely impressive. Yeah, I mean, I was telling you all earlier, I was keeping the scorebook and I was running out of room. We <laughs> kept going through the lineup in one inning and then. In the fifth inning, you know, Trout started putting in some guys who don't see the field as often. And even then, they were hitting. They were getting on base. And it was just a crazy game. I remember at one point, I was with the Diamond Sweethearts, and we sit right above the dugout. And I was like, okay, every single person has seen the field today. Is it going to be our turn next? Like, what is, I was like, is he going to call us down to play? I was like, what is going to happen? Because it was just... I think it, we, we had like 11 at one point, and I was like, oh, wow, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I didn't think it was going to be 30. <laughs> I, and, you know, and the day before, Texas beat Baylor 20-1. to 1, I was like, wow, that's a high-scoring game. I can't even imagine that. And then 
You know, like you said, the Cubs had that 21. Mm-hmm. And then... All right, okay, okay. No no MLB. This is okay. Texas State sports right here. Sorry. It's not MLB. That's NFL. Especially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's NFL. Especially with the Pittsburgh Pirates. We're not going to talk about their season so far. But like you said, I think this game is actually really more important than just the score because you get those freshmen playing time like Kyle Atkinson, Cade Manning, Carson Keithley, who is a pitcher who yes. looks like the new Shohei Otani with two base hits. <laughs> I know. And then going down the list, uh, who also had playing time in Sunday's game, Ryan Leary, mm-hmm. got some reps on Saturday. But uh, obviously a great weekend for the Bobcats, a series sweep, another one for them. I've only dropped one series in the regular season, and that was against Georgia Southern. So kind of I want to pivot over to Georgia Southern, who has obviously made a name for themselves as of recent weeks, sitting one game behind the Bobcats and have now jumped up in the national rankings, which we can also get to. 224 texas state stays at 17 which is i thought was pretty interesting obviously the winning tuesday and then the series sweep and then looking forward obviously tennessee having an unbelievable season at one texas at 10 and texas tech at nine for the texas teams so i know i just said a lot but (laughs) what does that kind of mean to you guys georgia southern and texas state i mean go through the rankings there's I believe it's four, if if I'm right, four teams that will be in the Sunbelt Conference next year. That just shows how dangerous Sunbelt will be. And if if there's a year when Texas State would want to win this this conference, I, I would think this would be the year. Oh, yeah. This is the year to win it. And when I saw Georgia Southern's name in the rankings last week, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me, it makes me nervous. It makes me a little bit nervous. And then they went up one, and we stayed put, which, I mean— us staying put, I think, gives us a little bit of room to have that mistake. You know, you're not, no one's perfect, so I think it gives us that room. But Georgia Southern being up there with us does make me nervous, makes me nervous for conference championship. You know, that weekend versus Georgia Southern was a rough weekend for us. It was, it was rough. We were able to avoid the sweep, which was good, but it's just... It's nerve-wracking because I'm like, no, I love, I want the Bobcats to... I just thought we were going to be untouchable for the longest time, so now that they're kind of catching up to us, is like, okay, this is a reality check. You know, If we keep doing what we're doing, though, we should be okay. And how interesting would it have been if the Bobcats got swept? Oh. They would have been tied at the front. Georgia Southern holds no, the tiebreaker. I don't breaker. want to think about it. <laughs> so this, this is how this Sunbelt Conference baseball standings stand as they are right now after this weekend. Texas State holds the sole possession of number one, 15 and three, Georgia Southern creeping up at 14 and four. And then obviously with winning streets, Louisiana Rage and Cajuns at 12 and six and Coastal Carolina had a weekend sweep as well. And the Bobcats looking forward to the end of the year, only three series, four series left for them. Next one this weekend here in town is Sam Marcus against South Alabama. Don't you mean Slam Marcus? That's a good... Oh. Maybe we should start that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's already been started. Have you not seen it? Okay, I've oh, not. Oh, great. I know uh, San Diego went to yeah, Slam, Slam Diego. Diego. I know that one very well. <laughs> yeah, Joey, the Padres fan. But they will they will play UTSA tomorrow, the second time. Uh, last week, they played Tuesday. That also looked like a football score, 14-12. to 12. So kind of looking forward to the end of the regular season for the Bobcats. Obviously, we like to keep our hopes high, but what are your guys' expectations? I think they just like softball, you gotta you gotta stay in the groove right now. I mean, you still got about a month to play, so 
a little bit longer than what softball has to do. But, I mean, you got to keep the bats hot. I mean, that's get base runners on base. You got to start the games off hot. And then, I mean, once you start getting into the, the tournament styles, you need to you need to find a Sunday pitcher. So I think that that yeah. could be a struggle for the Bobcats. Um, but, I mean, Zeke Wood, I mean, if we know how strong he is, but, I mean, you can't just keep pitching him every day. So the Bobcats could use some extra pitching support. But, I mean, as long as the offense is going, that's really going to help out the pitching staff. Yeah, and I mean, beginning of the season, they were looking like this. They were, you saw these guys who don't see the field as much getting put in. Middle of the season kind of was a little shaky, you know. You're kind of getting comfortable, but you can't expect a team to be perfect. And now we're picking it up again. And honestly, no matter what happens the rest of the season, I think the positions where they've put themselves in to have these guys, the freshman, the sophomore, to have this field time, and then next season, they'll have that experience under their belt. So I think it'll set us up for a good season next year as well. So I really think if they can just keep doing what they're doing, everything's working. Like I said, only thing we need to get is a Sunday pitcher. We had one, and now we don't. So it's just kind of figuring out who's going to be that Sunday pitcher for the rest of the season. After that, we're – I mean, everything's in place. Every There's not a – Everyone's doing their part, and there's not a weak link on the team, which is super vital for this. So, I mean, if you can just, if they're able to just pull it off and keep doing what they're doing, I think it'll be a successful season. Yeah, well, looking forward to the next couple of series, South Alabama in conference 9-9. Nine and nine. You go down, you look at ULM. They are 6-10-1 after that high-scoring game against uh, Coastal Carolina. Louisiana is going to be the most interesting series, especially for the Bobcats, because Louisiana 12 and 6 hold the third place in conference. And if Louisiana, if the standings were like they are as today, if they were to sweep the Bobcats, they would take first and Bobcats would fall to three. So I just think that's a really, really important series that the Bobcats need to pencil in and say, hey, we need to get everything locked down by this time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just constantly changing standings. I mean, you never you never know what happens, and that's why you can't get complacent. You always got to go out there looking for a win, and I think whenever they had that week against A&M and uh, Georgia Southern when they had those losses, I mean, I think that, that really changed the tide. That was a Texas State team who realized they need to get, get back on track, and they've been on it ever since. Yeah, and I think Trout's done an amazing job this year with these guys. Like, he's just – he knows what they need to hear. And I think that's super important. And just kudos to him because last last season, you know, wasn't what they wanted. And these guys, the seniors who experienced that, you know, they were like, we're not going to go out on that. We want to have a winning season. And that's what they've done. They've decided that from the very beginning and they're still going. And I mean, you have incredible guys like Sheffield and Worthrich and Faison and Thompson that they're just able to get out there and do their job and everyone's pulling their own weight and it's just it's so fun going out there to watch them especially when you're winning like they are it's not like okay I have to go to the baseball game it's like I'm so excited to go to the baseball Mm -hmm. game and it's also more exciting whenever you have your freshmen come up and you get to hear their walk-up songs it's always (laughs) so fun I love hearing that so yeah I mean the attendance is up it yeah it looks like a great atmosphere I'll just say that I mean, future baseball school right here. I mean, not future. It's it's in the it's present right now. The present. Yeah. yeah. Ranked number 17, the Bobcats. 
rankings just came out today. Yep. Stay, so. Sticking at 17 for two straight weeks. It's an improvement from 19 two weeks ago. Yeah, it is an improvement. What were we before that, 12? 10. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I miss being a top 10 baseball school. The moral of the story here is if you have not been out to Bobcat Ballpark, you better make it out this yeah. weekend. Friday through Sunday, South Alabama will be in town, so make sure to come and watch your number 17 ranked Texas State Bobcats. It's always a good day at the ballpark. And if you have kids, bring them on Sunday. It's Kids Day. No one was just talking about how he loves Kids Day. He gets his face painted in the balloon art. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm usually calling the games. Get your no little time. lemonade cups. Hey, hey, yeah. come on. <laughs> I do like the discounted food for kids' meals. Cool. I can pass for it. Yeah. I mean, like I'm like 14, maybe. Yeah, for sure. I'm only 5'7". Run around the bases with the kids. There you go. Yeah, yeah. if y'all see Nolan running the bases, mind your business. <laughs> Second in state, stolen bases my senior. I'm just going to say that. Anyway, let's transition to NBA. Yeah. Okay. Well, the NBA playoffs are hot and going and there are a lot of storylines to be told a lot of injuries and i think the biggest surprise is the boston series mm -hmm. no doubt boston up 3-0 on the kevin durant led brooklyn nets team and that was i mean i was really excited for the series i still i mean i still am ben simmons not playing game four but i i just i'm just surprised that kevin durant and kyrie irving are down three nothing well my question for you is do you think that they can pull off the impossible and come back and win the series? No shot. <laughs> they don't They don't have uh, Mr. 3-1, LeBron James. Uh, I think, I don't know. Well, <laughs> if, if Ben Simmons was playing game four, I'd probably give him game four 100% just because he can defend, he can facilitate. But I think the Celtics wrap it up in the next two. Easily. It, it could be even tonight. I was about to say, who would have thought the Celtics... Just winning it in four. I mean, they really turned it up at the end of the season. Jason Tatum, I think people aren't really talking about his defense enough. He's been able to hold Kevin Durant to averaging like 15 points a game this series, which is unheard of for a guy that you speak the name of and everyone expects him to be the best player in the world. Yeah. I think that's one of the most insane. Like, people aren't talking about Jason Tatum enough. I mean, Robert mm -hmm. Williams is back. Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year. This team can defend and then just throw it to Tatum for three and he'll probably put it in. It's... I, don't, I, I could talk about the Celtics for 30 minutes of how surprised <laughs> I am because I went into the playoffs. I'm like, okay, I've seen the Celtics before in the playoffs. They usually make it, you know, second round, conference finals, and they'll fold. But this team, there's something about this team that seems like they could, they have a real possibility to make the NBA finals. Yeah. I mean, with the way they've been playing against Brooklyn, I mean, what makes you think that they that they don't have a chance? I mean, the way I think about the Nets is I think about it the same way that the the, the Lakers kind of self-imploded on, on themselves. I mean, you had James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. I mean, you could say those three names are on the world, and a majority of the people will yeah. know who you're talking about. And for them to just collapse like this, I mean, is the NBA starting to go away from these teams that are um, fully founded on just star players? I mean, you look at um, the Milwaukee Bucks last year and what they did. Yeah, I think the Bucks are... I think the Bucks and the Celtics are the favorites out the East, but they, I think they will have to play each other in the second round. Yeah, I think you might be Possibly. Right. Yeah, they will. Yeah. So, no, actually, I'm sorry. Keep, I'll, I'll, bring up, I'll bring up an actual <laughs> bracket. I think I pulled up I mean, up last I year's. think the Nets are the one of the biggest upsets so far in this mm -hmm. playoff. I mean, it just shows that you could have a super team, but 
that's not always going to work for you, you know. And for the longest time, that's what the NBA was, was super teams. And, you know, but now it's just a matter of playing basketball, really. I mean, Celtics have really shocked everyone, Nolan especially. Yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> but, you know. The East obviously have four front leading teams and they're all probably going to meet each other in the second round the yeah. miami heat up 3-1 philadelphia up 3-1 milwaukee up 3-1 and boston up three to nothing and yes i was correct boston and uh the bucks, bucks. are going to face e probably i'm going to say probably Hopefully. will probably face each other in the second round but let's move to the west because i kind of want to talk about mm. a little about my hometown utah jazz Okay. Donovan Mitchell <laughs> finally passes okay. the Rudy Gobert. So if we're gonna talk about hometown, I'm gonna talk about my hometown Dallas Mavericks. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's so obviously a uh, interesting series. Don uh Luka Doncic was out for the first three games. Yeah, three. And the Jazz picked up one, but the Mavericks surprisingly won two of the games. Luka comes back anyways and the Jazz win. By one. Winning's winning. Okay, but you know, still. In the words of Vin Diesel or Dominic Toretto, it's it's no matter if you win by an inch or a mile, winning's winning. <laughs> they won the game. And Phoenix has dropped two straight. Yeah. They're tied with the Pelicans. And That's then the series I'm really interested in. Golden State Pelican looks series. phenomenal. And then you go down Memphis and Minnesota. If Isaiah was in the studio, we'd be getting into the Carl Anthony Towns debate <laughs> that's been happening this whole semester. So what are your guys' thoughts on the West? I was talking to my, my brother yesterday, and, I mean, he hasn't been watching too much of the NBA playoffs, and I just, I was talking about the the Pelicans Sun series, and I was telling him, if you looked at this bracket a couple years ago, you yeah. would have seen the Pelicans and the Suns, and you would have been like, what is, what is happening? What are these, what are these teams in the playoffs? And I mean, I mean, you, you could look back at the, the Nuggets way back a couple of years ago and you could thought the same thing i mean this this bracket's just so insane and you look <laughs> at the way the the pelicans the the way the fans have come out in new orleans i mean this is these are teams that are that are fighting every every second of the game in order to stay alive in these games and that's why for me the most interesting series has been pelican suns yeah i think overall it's just competitive <laughs> mm -hmm. everyone is competing okay nolan listen <laughs> Luca was hurt. <laughs> he still put up 33. I know. Should have been 35 if you guys wanted to win the game. Ow. Okay, so let's just Coming not talk with about the Monday hurt. <laughs> I'm no, sorry. Listen. I'm passionate. Listen, here's Okay, I am too because the Mavs are the only good team in Dallas. Okay, okay but realistically speaking, I'm a Jazz fan. Okay. If you lose in the first round, the teams they're blowing up the team. Go yeah. there or Mitchell are gone. They have to make a choice. And that's you guys still have Luca, and and you guys have all these pieces to to work on it. Just give the Jazz, just give the Jazz a chance. That's why I think they can make the Western Conference Finals. I said it. I said it on Bobcat Gauntlet two weeks ago, and I, I okay. I'm, I'm gonna let y'all go because I could talk. I could talk the NBA playoffs for an hour. <laughs> I yeah, could talk the Jazz like for an hour. Two minutes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> go Jazz. I'm I'm just kind of in shock about the. What do you think they can make the finals though? No. I don't know if they could beat the Warriors no. or Memphis. I'm just gonna say no. Okay. Just because. I think the Jazz could beat Memphis. Oh, don't don't Joey don't do that. Because next thing <laughs> you know they're gonna hope. lose the next I'm two. I'm not giving them too much hope. Yeah, next thing you know they're gonna lose to the Mavericks. Anyways. We'll see. That's gonna be. I'm actually kind of excited to see who wins this series because. <laughs> <laughs> 
We have to schedule. We have to make sure we're on Bobcat Radio together. Okay. Whoever <laughs> wins this series. For sure. Because one of us will be in tears, and it won't be me. Okay. Mm. All right. The confidence. Yeah, but, I mean, we talked about confidence, and Nolan, what does that weather look like outside? Is that a confident day? It's not very confident. (laughs) 67 degrees, slight drizzle right now, and it's supposed to rain through 1 o'clock and then pick back up at 6 p.m. Looking forward before Wednesday's show. Tomorrow, 40% chance of rain, high of 71, low of 57. And I was going to go out to Seoul, too. You still could. I mean, you'd be wet. You wouldn't know if you were (laughs) outside the water or anything. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, but well, this has been Bobcat Radio this Monday morning, and thank you for joining us. I was your host, Presley Davis, and with me, I had Nolan Phillips and Joey Gonzalez, and we hope you listen on KTSW 89.9 next Wednesday.